Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissue. Your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. This morning, clock concerns. Urgent investigations underway into the deaths of two people soon after they received their COVID vaccines. Health authorities stressing there's no evidence they're linked at this stage. Jobs boost. Employment drive the centrepiece of the government's COVID clawback budget. Family outrage. The Porsche driver who filmed dying police officers could walk free in days. And Apollo 11 astronaut Michael Collins dies, aged 90. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Health authorities are scrambling to find out how two people died after receiving their COVID vaccines. A 55-year-old man died at Tamworth Hospital in region, regional New South Wales just days after receiving the jab. It's unknown which brand of the vaccine he was given, while a 71-year-old man from Sydney died after receiving the AstraZeneca shot earlier this month. It's understood the patient had underlying health conditions. The Therapeutic Goods Administration is now investigating a huge operation is underway to fit out a mass vaccination hub in Sydney as the government ramps up efforts to immunise 6 million people. Doors at the Olympic Park Centre will open on May 10th for those eligible under Phase 1 of the rollout, including frontline healthcare and quarantine workers and their families. Our priority in New South Wales is getting through all those key categories of workers and their families. The AstraZeneca vaccine will be administered to people over 50 through their GPs from mid-May. Patients will be able to book a jab through New South Wales Health, but have been warned it took, could take weeks to receive. Darwin's Howard Springs quarantine facility is undergoing urgent expansions so more stranded Australians can return home from overseas. The centre will grow from 800 to 2,000 beds. It comes after the federal government suspended international flights from India as the country grapples with a deadly second wave of the virus. We'll be restarting those flights in several weeks' time, we hope, and that means that the facility here will be ready uh, to take those returning Australians. 9,000 Aussies are currently stuck in India. Meantime, Victoria's troubled quarantine hotels are set to be replaced by a purpose-built facility in Melbourne's north. An official announcement is expected to be made today. 
A sailor trapped on board a contaminated COVID ship off Queensland's Sunshine Coast has been rescued and taken ashore into hotel quarantine. He was the only crew member of a dozen people to avoid infection, prompting police to launch the evacuation. The gas tanker has had health authorities on high alert since one crew member's body washed up in Vanuatu and tested positive to the virus. The International Olympics Committee has released its COVID-safe playbook for the Tokyo Games. Face masks must be worn at all times except when eating, sleeping, training or competing. The book says anyone visiting Japan for the Games must have a smartphone and download two apps for health reporting and contact tracing. Athletes will receive a Samsung phone on arrival to comply with the rules. Lowering the unemployment rate and increasing wages will be the centrepieces of the federal government's post-pandemic recovery budget. Let's go live now to political reporter Olivia Leeming in Canberra. Good morning, Olivia. The government is getting ready to outline its economic strategy. Yeah, we'll see big spending all designed to boost jobs when the federal budget's unveiled on the 11th of May today. The Treasurer giving a preview of what we can expect to see in a major speech where he'll set out his goal to reduce unemployment and likely delaying budget repair until after the next election once that jobless rate improves. He'll point to new Treasury estimates uh, that suggest the unemployment rate will need to fall to between 45 and 5% to see inflation and wages accelerate. The budget also expected to benefit female voters after the October budget last year was criticised for focusing support on male-dominated industries like construction and manufacturing. Expect that this budget will include changes to superannuation to help women boost their retirement savings, as well as plans to make childcare more affordable for low- and middle-income families. The budget, a taste of a more extensive policy rollout targeting female voters before the next election, now set to be held next year. Jody. Okay, Olivia, thank you. The man labelled Australia's most hated man could walk free from jail within days after being sentenced over his part in the Eastern Freeway crash. Richard Pusey filmed four police officers as they lay dying last April. Uh, when his day comes, I hope that he faces the same coldness uh, and the same callousness with which he provided uh, my members uh, when they face this. He was handed a 10-month sentence, but with time already served, he could leave as early as next week. Further arrests have been made over a violent brawl in Sydney's south. Tables, bricks and crates were hurled during the fight at a soccer match on Sunday. Two men were charged with riot and affray yesterday. Three other men remain before the courts. Australian scientists have won vital European accreditation for a 15-minute rapid COVID test. The Antiotech product has met crucial health and safety checks in Europe and the UK. It can now be produced here and exported overseas. The Queensland Government invested $1.4 million in the project, but it won't be rolled out here until next year at the earliest. Robots will rule at a high-tech automated warehouse that Woolworths is planning to build in Sydney's west. The $100 million building will also employ 250 personal shoppers, together dispatching 50,000 deliveries a week to homes across western Sydney. It should open at Auburn in 2024. Woolies says its online shopping grew 92% in the second half of last year. 
The Melbourne Cup is facing a safety overhaul with more than 40 new measures in place to help protect the welfare of horses. It follows a bombshell report that found the death of an international runner in last year's Cup could have been prevented. A pledge to make Australia's greatest race. And they're racing in the Melbourne Cup. Our safest race. Horses are the heroes of our sport. An urgent review was sparked by the death of Anthony Van Dyke in last year's Melbourne Cup. The Irish Raider was the seventh horse in eight years killed on Cup Day with revelations his death could have been prevented. If scans were conducted, they may have uh, identified any um, the potential for more severe injury. 41 of a possible 44 recommendations will be adopted by Racing Victoria to help better protect international horses. In what's believed to be a world first, all horses, whether they're local or from overseas, will now need to undergo a CT scan before they're cleared to compete in the Melbourne Cup. Other adopted changes include capping to 24 the number of international horses allowed in Melbourne each spring, improving facilities at the Werribee training base and allowing overseas horses to race just once here before the Cup. If they're genuine about animal welfare, they will include every single horse that competes in every single race. The three recommendations not adopted were softening the Flemington track, reducing the field from 24 runners to 20 and increasing the standard of horse allowed to enter the race. The safety of our horses is an absolute priority for us. Um, we understand what happens if we don't do that well. Melina Cyrus, 7 News. It's an act of good following an act of pure evil. Kelly Wilkinson was allegedly murdered by her former partner, her three children left behind. Now the community is rallying to build a new home so they feel safe. Eight, six and two. Three children so young left without their mother. 27-year-old Kelly Wilkinson's life cut short in the cruelest of ways, allegedly murdered last week by her former partner on the Gold Coast. Kelly's sister Danielle and her husband are now the children's guardians. They already have five of their own. Danielle not long ago lost, lost her mother and now she's lost her sister and, and one of her best friends. So um, she's dealing with the practicalities of raising now eight children. Tamika Smith wants to help launching the I Stand With Kelly campaign. She's calling on tradies, suppliers and anyone who has land to help build the family a new home. We've had people reach out and say, hey, we can donate um, some plumbing supplies. Hey, we can, um, we can come and help for a day. For more details on how you can help the Wilkinson family, visit our Facebook page. Sharon Gadella, 7 News. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Midnight Oil and Tones and I were among the big winners at this year's APRA Music Awards. Midnight Oil won Song of the Year for Gadigal Land, their first single in 17 years. Tones and I took out most performed pop work and most performed Australian work, while Jimmy Barnes performed a tribute to the late Michael Gadinsky. 
17-year-old Charlton Howard, better known as the Kid Leroy, won Breakthrough Songwriter of the Year. Checking finance now, Wall Street is split on mixed earnings results. Alphabet rallied while Microsoft dragged the market lower. The Fed left US interest rates on hold but acknowledged inflation is rising. It did little to move the major indexes. The Dow Jones is trading sideways, down slightly. The Nasdaq is marginally higher. In London, the FTSE rose, so did Germany's DAX. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed higher. Hong Kong's Hang Seng rose, so did the All Lords and the ASX 200. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,774 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 67.3 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 77.68 US cents, 84.46 Japanese yen and $1.07 New Zealand. Britain's Electoral Commission has announced it will investigate Prime Minister Boris Johnson's lavish makeover of his Downing Street flat. The Prime Minister is under growing pressure to declare how the work was paid for. I have covered the costs, I have met the uh, requirements that I've been obliged to meet in full. And he goes on and on, Mr Speaker, about wallpaper when, as I've told him umpteen times now, I paid for it. A former adviser claims the work was initially paid for by a Conservative donor or by the party itself. A pair of red sneakers worn by basketball superstar Michael Jordan during the start of his career is up for auction. The Air Jordan 1 sneakers are expected to fetch more than $200,000 when they go under the hammer next month. An identical pair of autographed sneakers from Jordan's rookie season recently sold for more than $800,000. US President Joe Biden will deliver one of his most important speeches since taking office when he addresses a joint session of Congress later today. US correspondent David Woywood is in Washington DC. Good morning David, what can we expect from the President? Good morning, Jody. Well, President Joe Biden will use his speech tonight to update the country on that ongoing vaccine rollout program. But we are also told that tonight he will, he will unveil another major spending initiative, a 1.8 trillion US dollar families package that will include uh, greater access to childcare as well as paid parental leave. So he will use this, his first joint sitting of Congress, to uh, sell that message to lawmakers but also to the American public on this, his 99th day in office. It has now been almost 100 days since he assumed office from now former President Donald Trump. But look, uh, still the spectre of Donald Trump looms large over Washington DC. In fact, American politics and today he has injected himself back into the spotlight with this, his strongest hint yet that he will again run for office. I am giving it the most serious consideration, as you can imagine, and based on every poll that I'm seeing and everything else, it's uh, something that is, you know, very positive. If you do it, I think probably the most appropriate time would be right after the 22 election. President Donald Trump there again teasing out another potential run for office as some major breaking news has just emerged out of New York today. Donald Trump's former attorney Rudy Giuliani has today had his Manhattan apartment searched by federal investigators as part of their ongoing investigation into his actions in the Ukraine, Jody. 
Okay, David, thank you. American astronaut Michael Collins, one of three members of the first lunar landing mission, has died. Collins was the command module pilot for Apollo 11. He orbited the moon while Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin became the first men to walk on the lunar surface. He's often called the forgotten astronaut because he never actually walked on the moon. Collins had been battling cancer. He was 90 years old. Adam Reynolds looks set to make a new home in Cronulla. The Sharks have reportedly offered the South Sydney star a three-year deal worth $2.4 million after Rabbitohs bosses refused to budge on their one-year contract extension. Craig Bellamy has reportedly accepted a contract extension until the end of 2022 after knocking back offers from the Broncos and the Sharks. The Storm are expected to officially announce the news today. We're counting down to the return of State of Origin to the iconic Melbourne cricket ground. Six weeks out from Game 1 and Blues coach Brad Fittler is feeling the pain from last year's disappointment. Yeah, it stings a lot. I feel like there were things that I did wrong and ways that I could change. Boyd Cordner has all but been ruled out of Origin this year due to his 12-match concussion break, with James Tedesco likely to again skipper the side. The AFL has told clubs that players returning home to see friends and family will no longer get assistance from the league to play when they return. It comes as Richmond star Dustin Martin flew home to see his dad in New Zealand. The league promising not to help the three-time Norm Smith medalist if New Zealand becomes a hotspot. Jesse Hogan will finally get the chance to debut for the Giants after missing the start of the season with injury. Ricky Ponting admits it's a really strange feeling to be in India focused on cricket while COVID decimates the country. The federal government's travel ban has complicated matters. It's a really strange feeling amongst our team right now. The travel side of it for us is only a very small part of what we're talking about and what we're thinking about. I mean, we on a daily basis are thinking about what's happening outside and, and we understand how blessed we are. Ponting's Delhi Capitals lost a one-run thriller to Virat Kohli's Bangalore overnight. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, onshore winds will trigger light showers in western Tasmania and coastal New South Wales, becoming more frequent and mixed with storms in eastern Queensland due to an upper trough. Around the capitals today, a shower or two in Brisbane, 25 the top, mostly sunny with possible smoke haze in Sydney, morning fog then sunny in Canberra, sunny and 19 in Melbourne, a light, light shower or two in Hobart, sunny in Adelaide heading for 24, showers developing in Perth and mostly sunny, 33 in Darwin. And that's 7 Early News for this Thursday the 29th of April 2021.